Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm Jen Amos, your founder, producer, and co-host. And as always, for another wonderful year, I have my incredible co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. And Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, lately, I have been one to just say happy holidays, because I feel like it covers all my bases. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Without having to go into detail. (laughs) Yeah, I never like to assume. And, you know, because there's really a lot of holidays this time of the year. So that's usually what I say. I mean, I say Merry Christmas if like people say Merry Christmas to me, but I feel like saying Happy Holidays days is a way to be inclusive of, you know, all the different holidays and celebrations, yeah, you know, around this time of the year. You never know who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if you are listening to our show for the first time, this is the Filipino American Woman Project, also known as TIFA Project for short. And you can actually learn more about us on our very user-friendly website, tifaproject.com, which is spelled T-F-A-W as in the Filipino American Woman Project.com. So that's T-F-A-W Project.com. If at any point in our conversation, you feel compelled to reaching out to us, even just saying, hey, Jen and Nani, happy new year. We have a phone number. You can text us or leave us a voice message at 415-484-TFAW or the number is 8329. So once again, that's 415-484-8329. And so we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to our family, our listeners for continuously engaging with us and reaching out to us, not just via text message, but also emails, Instagram, DMs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, if you want to be a part of our community, because in 2021, we have a lot of exciting things rolling out this year. We encourage you to be in touch with us and subscribe to our mailing list or our newsletter and which you can find in the show notes of this episode. So Nani, I always have to check in with you and always get your take as to why people should sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, that is where we build community basically and just house all of the information that we talk about, current events, news, politics, resources for you guys, different projects that we find online that are, you know, just cool things to share with the community, ways to connect with your Filipina identity, just all kinds of good stuff other kind of press features that Jen and I are in, in other spaces online that you can find us. So there's just a lot of goodies in there that you don't want to miss out on. Yeah. I think for me, Nani, I know we've been talking about this in the past episodes, but I just like, I don't know, I might be wrong. I might like go back on my word on this, but I just don't really want to be on social media as much as I used to be. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, increasingly, I think in the beginning of the year or whenever we kind of transition from building our community more on Instagram to now doing it via the newsletter. I think that we were referring to it as kind of a hiatus that we were taking from social media. And now it seems to be transforming into more of like a permanent thing. (laughs) And I'm sorry for those of you who really like to engage with us there, because I know a lot of you guys are still really active on there and still really enjoy when we do go on and post from time to time. Although it just seems to be something that Jen and I are kind of growing out of and evolving from. And we'd also like to keep our community a little more organized and professional and we can do that better, we feel, via the newsletter. So if that was something that you used to enjoy on Instagram and you haven't yet signed
signed up for our newsletter, make sure you do because you're getting a lot more of us, I think, mm-hmm. also uh, via the newsletter than you did on Instagram anyway. So either way, it's an upgrade. You just have to accept it. <laughs> and it's a free upgrade, y'all. Like who yeah. doesn't like free upgrades? <laughs> and it's sent straight to your inbox. So it's not like you have to go online and like check our profile or something. We'll just send it straight to your email. And all you got to do is open it up. Yeah, there you go. I really appreciate you sharing that about our newsletter because, you know, as much as I like spectators on social media, I feel like getting the approval of spectators is a double-edged sword because you get that instant gratification of like, oh, someone I never knew liked my thing or, you know, sent me a comment. But with my background in social media marketing, sometimes those are bots. Like sometimes like those are automated things that like stuff just to get your attention. And so I actually have a friend who she made this big announcement on her social media. And she said, I just realized that social media is not serving me in the way that it used to. And if you all really want to engage with me, if you all really want to be in community with me, if you all really want to learn from me, sign up for my newsletter. Like she said the same thing. She's like, you're going to see me less and less on social media, but if you want to stay in touch, sign up for my newsletter. And I was like, girl, I respect that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's essentially, I think in a nutshell, what I was just saying. And yeah, totally agree. I wish that more people would do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I also like, I would rather have a quality of connections and people like sending those novels like they usually do. Yeah, then um, having to weed through the volume of like who's an actual person versus a bot versus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone exactly. coming in with the wrong intentions or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I just really like the pace we've taken with the newsletter. You know, I just like that. I don't feel this anxiety of like, oh my God, we got to like, you know, put something out there every day, you know, like at what time, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so it's been really great. And, you know, obviously we're probably like five minutes into talking about this already, but we can't emphasize enough how we're growing up as millennials. (laughs) And, you know, we just don't want to be on social media as much as we used to be. Like, I mean, I'll admit I'll put stuff out there. Like post stuff. But in terms of like actually being in there and seeking to engage with people, it's just unless you're DMing me, you know, it's a little like I just don't care to seek out certain things as much as I used to. And I'm proud of myself for that. So (laughs) yeah, no, that's definitely well, we'll get to this later. But that's definitely one thing that I want to leave in 2022 is like, Mm you know, just the releasing the pressure of like having to feeling like I have to post something even just on my personal account, not right. just the Tifa account, but also personally just always feeling like I have to put content out. It's right. kind of like, that's not serving me, like you said. So mm. oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So we hinted at what we're going to do and talk about toward the end of our conversation. So stay yes. tuned for that. <laughs> so Nani, let's go ahead and talk about what our listeners have been waiting for since, I mean, literally like last week, since last year. Ha ha ha. So a couple weeks ago, we found out through the Asian American Podcasters Association, which is an amazing nonprofit that I have the fortune of being part of their Facebook group online. And they had announced that they were going to do their inaugural award ceremony. So it was going to be the first time that they were going to do what they called the Golden Crane 2020 Awards. And it's really an opportunity to honor and celebrate and praise Asian American creatives. And what I have come to find later are just Asians all around the world, to be quite honest, who are podcasting. And so cool thing is that thanks to our community, Nani, 
we were officially nominated for an award. (laughs) And so let's talk a little bit about just the impact of that. Like the fact that we told people like, oh my gosh, we're applying for this award and we got nominated. Like what, what were your thoughts around that? And just, I don't know, just the overall amazingness of our family, you know, coming together to get us nominated. Yeah, no, I think in the ceremony last night, they kind of mentioned that as podcasters, we kind of get stuck in our little like at home offices or at home worlds where we do our work. And we really most of the time have our heads like buried in that. And so there's not a lot of time to stop and like recognize what we've done. So it's really nice to be a part of that space that they hold for us to not only be, you know, recognized, but also awarded or acknowledged or whatever kind of word you want to use for all the work that we do. Cause they're right. Recognition is not something that I think about a lot. It's more Mm -hmm. so like, you know, what do we have to do by when and how are we going to get it done? And I think that you're very much so that way as well, especially with Mm -hmm. all the other podcasts that you do. So it's nice to stop every once in a while and be like, oh, other people, you know, are listening to the show. We have a community that supports us and to be recognized for that. Yeah, absolutely. And at the ceremony yesterday, at least at the time of this recording, it was really inspiring to see other Asian American or Asian podcasters, like Asian movers and shakers just there. I mean, you kind of mentioned this, Nani, I think in our offline phone conversation afterwards, that we sort of thought it was going to be a small ceremony. But there was a lot of people who were officially nominated and a lot of people that showed up. And it was actually a lot bigger than we had thought. (laughs) And so what are your thoughts on that? To be like, whoa, like there are a lot of people doing this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, personally, I was freaking out because I made a bad judgment call and was out at the time that the ceremony started and didn't realize that, you know, we were supposed to be on camera and all that fun (laughs) stuff. And so I was, you know, having a little bit of a moment with myself, you know, driving 100 miles a minute, trying to get home on the freeway as the ceremony started. And when I realized like, oh, shit, I should have like prepared better for this, basically, and, you know, been ready and stayed home and, you know, been in my zone, whereas I thought it was just like a call that we were going to join and they were going to announce some winners and we were going to see if we won and that would be it. But (laughs) it was more like a than I expected, I guess. And there were definitely, you know, way more people in there than I thought there would be. So next year I'll be, (laughs) I'll be better prepared. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the fun thing too, Nani, is that next year's ceremony is going to be on your birthday on December 24th. So how fun would that be? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So we'd love for you all to join us next year. I know maybe a few of you guys were in there last night, but next year we want definitely want all of our family there representing for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, let's hope that it's not virtual, right? Like, let's hope that yeah. we like no, some of us are able- so fun if it were in person. Yeah. Yeah. Because then because the, the thing about the ceremony was that even though it was all virtual, it was a black tie event. And so everyone like, you know, dressed up like wasting up. <laughs> Like I enjoyed doing it. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear a blazer. When was the last time I wore this blazer? Like, oh my God, it so fits me. Like it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the funny thing is the blazer and the whole outfit I was wearing. The funny thing is I wore that same outfit last year in San Diego at a fashion show. So I was like, oh, like, this is cool. Like, this is kind of like, you know, kind of reliving that experience, but just virtually. Yeah. So that was like a ton of fun to just kind of wear my outfit again. <laughs> 
Yeah. There's not a lot of excuses to get dressed up these days. So yeah, <laughs> we'll take yeah. what we can get. <laughs> yeah. So the big announcement, Nani, that we want to share to our listeners is thanks to all of your help, we got what they called an honorable mention. We got an honorable mention. And fortunately, Nani was already <laughs> at her computer or on your phone. I don't remember where you were at the time. Yes, but we I both made it home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nani made it home just in time for us to talk about our show and to you know, express our gratitude for this honorable mention. And so Nani, I know that at the time, like even myself as virtual as it was, like I was nervous, like I was nervous to talk. And I know that you were as well. And you mentioned offline afterward that you didn't say everything you wanted to say. So let's just kind of like, you know, reenact that moment and let's share like what we want to say for getting recognized at this inaugural ceremony for Asian American Podcasters Association. Yeah. I mean, I just, first of all, wanted to thank them, the AAP Association, for even holding that space for us. Like I said, seeing so many different podcasters, like Asian American podcasters represented, specifically a lot of them were Filipina. We saw Mm -hmm. one of our past guests who was also awarded Sapphire for her podcast stories with Sapphire. Totally well-deserved and like round of applause to her. She got award for best editing, which if you all know Sapphire... And she's been on our show, I think, two times at this point. Just I think we talked about that in our last interview with her. Didn't we talk about or maybe it was offline? Probably. I mean, we talked a lot about her in a good way. Sapphire. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you search Sapphire on our website at TFAWproject.com, you'll see that she's been on our show twice already. The last time we had her on was to wrap up Filipino American History Month, because not only does she know a lot about our history, but she's a big, what, what do you call it? Like a big like Halloween buff. Like she loves superstition and spooky stuff. And so it was like perfect to wrap up our, you know, 2020s Filipino American History Month with her. And also, Nani, her makeup was on point. (laughs) I know everyone was commenting on her sapphire lipstick. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because it was a signature thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was was just amazing. I'm so, like, I knew she was going to win. I was like, she has to win. I mean, she just has to win. And so I'm so glad that she won. So shout out to you, Sapphire. And uh, it's just so great to see Panais get represented because I think it's common knowledge, Nani, that even amongst the Asian diaspora, we don't necessarily come top of mind when people think of Asian. They think of Chinese, maybe Japanese, maybe Korean, but not so much like Filipino. So to get that Filipino representation was amazing. And to also share that virtual stage with you was an amazing experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much to the Asian American Podcasters Association for holding that space again for us, you know, representing us and doing this like recognition ceremony in the first place, because there aren't a lot of opportunities. You know, I I know there's plenty of other awards that podcasters can get, but specifically in the Asian American space is obviously what we're about here and really special to us. So it was really nice to be a part of that and something that we hope to be a part of now and going forward in the future. Other than that, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us now that we've kind of opened this (laughs) world up to them this year, Mm -hmm. which is something that is also really special that I hold near and dear to my heart. You know, just seeing the support that my family has given me since they have all learned about the podcast and meeting your family and interviewing them on the show. I think it just really brings everything 
full circle for me and brings me just like a very warm and fuzzy feeling inside. Yeah. Um, and then thank you to all of our past guests who mm-hmm. have helped us create this show and shared their stories with us and really help build this platform. And last but not least, thank you to all of you who are listening right now and who may or may not have attended and helped us get nominated through the extensive process that they made us go through. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you guys are just so amazing. The feedback that we get from you guys, the support, the love that we feel, we just really can't articulate how much it means to us. And even, you know, with or without an award, a ceremony, an association, blah, 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 you are who we do this for and who we're really here for. So thank you. Yeah, no, beautifully said. I second everything that you said, Nani. And, you know, after the ceremony, I decided to make myself a cocktail because that's what I've been doing lately. Because in case anyone is interested, and this is not a sponsor of our show yet, but look into (laughs) shakerandspoon.com. They mail you uh, cocktail recipes and all you have to do is buy your own alcohol at the store. But I have a cocktail right here. If you guys hear that shaking, I put ice in mine. I know some people don't like ice, but I'm like, I like ice. Oh, no, you need ice. You need ice. Oh, you do? Okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Thank you for validating me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I got my cocktail and I just attended the after party. And it was really cool because even though this was Asian American Podcasters Association, we had people recognized from Australia, you know, and other places like in Europe. And so it was just really incredible. Like, you know, one thing, and this is my own ignorance, Nani, but I completely am oblivious to Asian Australians. And I have to tell you, well, also, it's a little confusing because it's the Asian American Podcast Association, except right. there were people from all around the world, like Australia, Canada, India, all right. kinds of things. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. But <laughs> I love that. I love how yeah. inclusive it was. Yeah, absolutely. So it was funny, you know, some people were receiving an award and it was already like 1 a.m. in their time yeah. zone, you know, so so people are like, OK, I'm going to go to bed now. Or like the kids are up like really late still, like the two kids that won awards, you know, like, yeah, um, which is super. You cute, guys, the there way. are nine year old podcasters. Did you know yeah. that? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing, y'all. It's a thing. I mean, they're a thing. They Legit exist. <laughs> nine years old. I was like, Wow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And one of the girls had the cutest accent. I think she was Indian Australian, I think. And so she just had this most beautiful, like amazing accent. I'm like, what accent do I have? Like a California accent? Like what, you know, I mean, I don't know how good that is, but here it is. (laughs) It's not like hers. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. But no, it was just really inspiring again. Like I can't emphasize enough, like how amazing it was to be associated with them. And even at the after party, I was telling everyone, I was like, Hey, you know, honestly, I'm just happy to network with good people at the end of the day. Like you said, you know, despite the recognition, the awards, like all of that, I'm just happy to be around good people that did good stuff despite the pandemic. Okay. Like there was a pandemic, you know, and yet these people still showed up. Yeah, yeah, these people still showed up. They still produced their shows. You know, actually, Sapphire, fun fact, she started her show in February <laughs> before the pandemic began. So, you know, kudos to wow. her for, you know, having that started in 2020. She's done a lot in 2020. I know she's also been working with One Down Media, too, which is mm-hmm. huge. So yeah. shout out to Sapphire again. Yeah, and Alter Weekly as well. She's one of their podcast hosts, I believe. So, yeah, she's just killing it. Like, she's just great. Like, I know we usually fangirl Stacy, And, of course, I'm going to bring up her name because Stacy is Stacy. <laughs> But today we're fangirling Sapphire. So Sapphire Sandalo. So look her up. And that's it. We're just fangirling. So 
I probably should tell yeah, her. We got two interviews with her already. So you guys yeah. can learn all about her. Check out her show, her stuff with One Down. You'll love it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all again so much for your support. And it was a great way to end 2020, knowing that we were acknowledged for our hard work, even with the pandemic. So yeah, thank you all again. And I want to go ahead and shift gears now and catch up with everyone. So as we know, the holidays have passed and or I guess are still the holidays, depending on if you're still on vacation in January. But you know, I thought I'd ask you, Nani, how was the holiday season for you? It was nice. It was, well, it was really good. I'm very grateful to have at least seen some of my family. I kept it small and pretty quiet. I just saw pretty much my mom and my dad, which is different for me because I usually am bouncing from like house to house to house to house on Christmas, trying to cover all my family between Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. So I didn't get to see any of them really, except for my mom and my dad and my boyfriend, of course, who I live with. But nonetheless, it was nice. It was quaint. It was special. Got a lot of great gifts and good quality time with them. But yeah, we just laid low and hung out here at home. Yeah. How about you? Well, good thing you did that because for me, (laughs) and if anyone's curious what happened to me on Christmas Day, Google (laughs) Nashville explosion. So my husband and I, which I'm sure you saw on the news, if you guys pay attention to the news. (laughs) Yeah. Which if you don't either, I respect that because the news can be pretty toxic sometimes. It's a give or take. It's like, it's like social media, right? You got to like kind of take breaks with it. But anyway, filter it. Thank you. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. So anyway, for the holidays, my husband and I, I kept telling him, I was like, I got to get out of the house. Like I love where I live. Trust me. It's not that I don't love where I live. It's just, I've been in this house. Like this entire year. We got to get out. And also I wanted to get him out of the house too, because, you know, I'm a workaholic, but he is a workaholic. He All he yeah. thinks about is work. And so the fun thing is that we got an RV. It was the second time this year we did it. The first time was back in March before everything shut down. And we took an RV road trip from Virginia to Florida for the PodFest conference at the time. And then eventually it became virtual. And they actually had a Guinness World record attempt. They called it PodFest Global. I don't think we ever brought this up on the show, Nadia. Another thing to celebrate is that our show was associated with breaking a Guinness World record. So back in August 2020, PodFest had shout out to Chris Kermitsos and all the incredible people that run PodFest. But they decided one thing that they were going to do to make 2020 interesting, despite everything, was they wanted to gain a Guinness World Records title of the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. So Nani, do you know what the record is for the number of attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week? A thousand people. Close enough. So (laughs) so the world record to break was 5,000 attendees. Oh. Yeah. And in one week. And the cool thing is that PodFest Global they actually beat that record by three more attendees. So here, if you look at it, I mean, obviously no one's going to see this because we're not doing video right now, but you can see here that we attempted a world record and we won by like three three attendees. So 5,003. And because of that, another fun fact, the Filipino American Woman Project was involved in you know, winning a Guinness World Records title. And once again, I'm going to say the title. It's a really long title. It's for the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. So that was achieved in August 2020. So look at that, Nani. We're winning stuff. (laughs) Left and right. (laughs) 
that's what we do. I totally, for, I don't think I ever mentioned that on the show. And that was no, like months we ago didn't. already. So yeah. anyway, it usually sits in my background when I am officially sitting and doing a thing when I'm officially recording. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm not officially recording right now, I'm doing but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, when I'm doing a thing. But anyway, so sorry, I'm going back to my story. I totally digress. This is the cocktail. Y'all cocktails hitting me right now. So uh, that was Christmas trip. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So for Christmas, we decided to go on an RV road trip and we decided we're like, so where do you want to go? And we're like, um, I've never been to Nashville. And we're like, let's go to Nashville. <laughs> so, so we took an RV road trip to Nashville. We went straight from Virginia to Nashville. Okay. Crazy story. So Nani, this is the first time I'm telling you this. Okay. So I remember we were probably like a bill and I was like, oh, I think I should see what we should do in Nashville. Like I literally at that point, we didn't plan what we were going to do when we got there. And so I actually went on Instagram and I tried to find, you know, just the latest news on Nashville, like what's going on, what's happening. And I found this podcast. (laughs) So I just want to give a shout out to the podcast. Could also blame them too. I'm just kidding. So you guys are about to find out what I mean by that. So shout out to XPLR Nashville. So they're in. Instagram handle is xplr.nash. So Nash is in Nashville. And I went on their Instagram and I was like, hmm, I wonder where we should start. Like, where should we go? And so Nani, I'm just going to show you this. No one else is going to see this. But if you look at this photo, there's this bridge right here. And I Mm -hmm. was like, we should go there. Like pedestrians can walk through that bridge. And Scott was like, Okay. So, so we took our RV to the bridge. We actually parked next to it and we walked the bridge at night. It was already like, I think nearly like midnight when we did this. And at that bridge, you can see, I mean, you can see like a really tall tower, like right there. I don't know if you could see that, Nani. That, Mm -hmm. do you see that like funky tower with like horns on top? (laughs) I don't know what you call that. Like, yeah. So that's the AT&T tower or the AT&T building. So anyway, we decided to park in that lot at the pedestrian bridge and we walked the pedestrian bridge. And the name of the pedestrian bridge is the John Single Faller (laughs) Pedestrian Bridge. And when we were done walking it, because it was like really windy at night, Nani, it was like 20 degrees out. So... (laughs) It was cold, but we were like, okay, let's see where we can park the RV. And we were actually going to look to park the RV at like an RV park, but we actually found a parking lot, like not too far away from that bridge, like less than half a mile away next to the Nissan stadium, which is like, you know, people look that up. You can see that's like across the bridge, across the river of the AT&T building. So on Christmas morning, so we decided to park there and sleep. So on Christmas morning, I woke up and my body shook because a bomb was set off. This was 630 in the morning and my dog was barking and we're like, oh, my God, what is that? And like we look outside the window and we just see like this big puff of like dark smoke. Um, Oh, my God. How scary. Yeah. Like near that same AT&T building. And so, you know, we started packing everything up and we drove to the bridge we're originally at. I mean, not necessarily to the bridge, but kind of like overlooking the river to overlook the buildings. And the crazy thing, Nani, is like. I'm looking at these buildings and at least five of the buildings, the windows have been shattered. And at first we were like, oh, maybe this area was just like underdeveloped. Like maybe they just need to like revamp the whole place or whatever. But it turned out the bomb was so huge. It destroyed. And I think I was seeing it here. It destroyed like 40 buildings. And so a lot of people, and so I could probably have my facts wrong. One of my relatives told me that they're like, oh my gosh, 40 buildings were destroyed. Like after the fact, we're like, oh my gosh. 
But it was crazy because the side that we went on, a bunch of journalists are showing up like the photographer journalists and just taking pictures yeah. of this. Yeah. And um, and we literally didn't know like what was going on. We were just like, whoa, like what is happening here? Oh, the crazy thing what we started to find out. Um, so Scott's mom ends up calling us like within like half an hour of it happening because apparently it already went on the news. And it turned out that the explosion happened from an RV. We're driving an RV. Okay. So yeah. his mom obviously calls us because she's like, okay, Scott and Jen are in Nashville and an RV blew up. <laughs> she's in Nashville. like, did you set off a bomb? <laughs> yeah. So, so like, it was so funny because we we're walking and Scott's like, I bet my mom's going to call me. And long and behold, she ends up calling us. We're like, we're alive. We're on the other side of the river. But anyway, God um, you guys were on the other side of the bridge. Oh, and the craziest thing, Nani, is that like the night before we actually drove through that street. Yeah. Um, of the bombing because I, I remember so clearly because you know one of the things we wanted to do because we have a dog is I just wanted to drive through cities and appreciate you know the outdoor festivities and so the yeah. night before we drove through that street and even Scott was pointing out like this Brazilian restaurant he's like oh we got to check that out like in the morning or whatever but it's chilling you know it's chilling to think like we were just there and and apparently a couple hours later that's when the RV came and parked there and we found out later on through the news like you know the whole story so obviously I I won't get too much into it at this point. I just want to let you all know that was my Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. And luckily we were safe. Once we found out about the whole RV thing, we kind of knew that we shouldn't have stayed there for too long. We're like, okay, we probably should be leaving soon. Because Nani, what happened is we went to a major park. I forgot the name of the park, but I wonder if I can like look it up in my notes here. But we went to one of the major parks in Nashville, like within Nashville. And we parked there. And all of a sudden, five police cops or police cars surrounded us because someone reported our RV saying that, oh my God, there's a mysterious RV that parked at the park. Yeah. And luckily the police are pretty cool about it. They were like, yeah, we were looking at your RV. And I mean, we just thought to ourselves like that RV is like too pretty to get blown up. Like, I don't think they're, you know, I think they're just <laughs> tourists. So luckily they were really cool about it. But at that point we were like, okay, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. And so we probably don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not disappointed to be quite honest. I am sad to hear about what happened and the theories and the conspiracies. Like I'm going to leave it all to everyone to Google it yourselves and come to your own conclusions. But that was just an interesting way to start off Christmas. And, yeah. you know, fortunately after that, we ended up going to another town. We went to like Chattanooga, I'm surprised I could pronounce that well. Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then we kind of just worked our way back home. Like one of my favorite cities, if anyone is interested on the way back home, is Asheville, North Carolina, which kind of reminds me of kind of like a metropolitan area that like you don't realize is in North Carolina because at least a Cali person like me doesn't know what goes on outside of California. So you're like, yeah. oh, like this is pretty lively here. It's pretty diverse here. Like there's a lot of good things going on here, you know, but it was really fun to go through Asheville, North Carolina. So shout out to anyone in North Carolina. I know we have a couple of listeners there. We were just there for like two days, but it was really cool to like try to find parking for our RV <laughs> in downtown and walk around. But anyway, that was my holiday. I feel like that was like a long story, but I hope that was interesting for you listeners to hear uh, how my holiday season went. And I'm curious to all of you as well to let us know, you know, whether you text us or email us uh, to let us know how your holiday season went. Yeah. Anyway, anything else on that? <laughs> like any other thoughts? Well, I'm just glad you guys were on the other side of the bridge and that you guys did your exploring on that side earlier and didn't yeah. end up 
parking on that side. You know, when I heard about it on the news, I was like, wait, Jen just told me she's in Nashville. <laughs> Let me text her right now <laughs> yeah. to make oh, sure man. you're okay. So I'm just glad you guys are okay and that you made it home safely. And also that you did that for Christmas because that's kind of a fun, unconventional way to spend the holidays, you know, while in quarantine since we can't get together with our families like we normally would be. So I love that you guys did that. That sounds like so much fun minus the bomb thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is an interesting conversation. Like, so I text everyone or, you know, my close friends and stuff, a picture of me in Nashville with my dog. And I didn't tell people right away that there was a bombing. But if people text me after the fact, they're like, hey, I just heard that there was a bombing in Nashville. Are yeah. you okay? I was like, yeah, actually, we're fine. Actually, if you look at my picture and you look in the background, you'll see the buildings that blew up. <laughs> you will, yeah. Like, and so people, people take a second look and they're like, oh my gosh, like I could see it now. Like that's scary. And I was like, and it's like, yeah, it's like, of course it's, it's scary. And maybe, you know, like humor is my tick. It's like, it's my way to like work through things. That's why I don't sound like yeah. freaked out or traumatized by it. But anyway, that's where I'm at. And if anyone is curious to see that picture, just text me. I'll text it to you. I'll text you my Merry Christmas picture. And you will see literally <laughs> in the background, the explosion with my dog. With my dog yeah, in front the of explosion me. sight. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the good news, though, I do want to say one more thing about it because I don't want to speak so lightly of the situation because it really impacted everyone, is that the good news is that there was very minimal casualties. The person that they said that the bomber really approached us in a very sophisticated way. And part of that was, and this is really creepy, Nani, and I just recommend that everyone just, I mean, feel free to like look it up online later. It's kind of creepy. But this guy had an automated message warning people to evacuate. And so once again, y'all can listen to it, look into it later. I listened to that recording. It was like an automated, like, you know, woman's voice, like, like Siri talking, you know, saying to evacuate, but it sounded like this person didn't have any intentions to hurt people. I'm killing anyone. Yeah. So then uh, what was the point of blowing up the building? Well, and again, y'all can Google that and come to your own <laughs> conclusion. The interesting thing too, is that the AT&T building because it blew up. My reception didn't work for the rest of the day because I am in AT&T. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so luckily when I got internet again, no one was like, I didn't get any like freaked out messages from anyone, like from my friends. I didn't, you know, none of them were like, oh my God, are you alive? Are you okay? Like I didn't get any of that because I already notified them like right away, like what happened. So fortunately, like I didn't, you know, no one was like too worried about me in that situation. But yeah, very minimal casualties. Obviously it shouldn't have happened, but at least there were very, very, minimal casualties. So I just thought I should mention that for our listeners. All right. I, we spoke very heavily about that. Let's go ahead and move forward, Nani, and wrap up this new year special <laughs> on a okay. positive note. And so any thoughts about that before we shift gears? Just glad you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Nani. Okay. So I thought I'd ask this question because I had this tweet. I subscribed to the, we're not really strangers text messages. And they sent me this tweet a couple of days ago that really got me thinking. And this is a good segue to our next topic, by the way. So I'm not just like pulling this out of my ass to pull it out of my ass. So this is the text that I got through We're Not Really Strangers, which is one of my favorite card games, by the way, for I don't get paid to say this. I really need to get more sponsors that I should talk about on the show. <laughs> but anyway, they sent me this text and it goes something like, so these are automated text messages, obviously, but it goes like, give yourself permission to outgrow the parts of yourself that don't align with the person you want to be. And so I'm going to say that again, in case anyone didn't catch that the first time, although you could rewind, but I'm going to say it again. Give yourself permission to outgrow the parts of yourself that don't align with the person you want to be. 
I really thought deeply about that statement, Nani, because it came at the right time of the year. Obviously, it was like the end of the year and it's about, you know, it's about to be 2021. And I started to really reflect on what I wanted to leave behind in 2020. And so before I share mine, I thought I'd ask you, you know, have you thought about that? Like, have you thought about like what you want to leave behind or what have you left behind in 2020? I am currently thinking about that. Yes. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I'm trying to push out a blog post because I advertise that I post a new blog post on my blog every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I've consistently done that now for the most part for the entire year of 2020. And to honor my commitment, I want to make sure I do that one last time before the year is over, which would mean I would do it today, <laughs> although it's not ready today. So I do feel, you know, that pressure, I guess, mm. is an example, that internal pressure that I've been putting on myself to do that when it's like no one's really expecting me to post something every Thursday or cares whether or not I do is something that I want to leave behind in 2020. Mm. And so I will no longer be committing to a weekly blog post. They will just, mm. you will just get them as they come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I got a lot of other things going on right now. And it's just, it kind of just goes against the whole purpose of my blog, which is Mm. to reflect and to release and to have an outlet. And when you put that kind of like time commitment on it, I think it just like takes the magic out of writing for me a little Mm -hmm. bit. So that's one thing I want to leave in 2020, along with the posting on social media that comes along Mm. with it. And I think eliminating that, you know, the first step was me taking a step back from managing the Tifa community on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now it's doing the same with my personal page or not my personal page, but my blog page and my personal page for that matter. (laughs) Everything online. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I guess, the pressure to push out content. I think I'd rather on the reflection piece of it and kind of my internal process, I'd rather honor that versus trying to make a commitment to um, my readers or my listeners. So that's one thing that I want to leave in 2020. And as we work through this conversation, I'm sure I'll think of more. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you kind of asked me that question at a perfect time because of that kind of conflict that I'm having with myself in my head about that. So yes, that is something that I would like to release and let go of and leave in 2020. And in 2021, again, just do more of honoring my internal process and whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love that so much because I could really resonate with that. I mentioned this in probably two episodes ago, but on my birthday, you know, the biggest thing I learned for myself when I had rented an Airbnb to myself for like two nights is that I remember like the day of my birthday, I was doing some reflecting and I wanted to set my intentions for the day. And this sounds really crazy to maybe the average person or maybe not. Maybe this is something you can relate to. But I told myself, you know what, today I'm just going to meet myself where I'm at. I'm going to like follow my gut. I'm going to follow my feelings. I'm just going to do what what my insides are telling me to do. (laughs) And, you know, one thing I realized, Nani, for like the majority of this year is that I have been like seeking external approval more so than I realized. I definitely like caught myself trying to anticipate the needs of other people before my own, like before trying to anticipate my own. And that's the greatest gift that I got from being by myself on my birthday was like, I love that was like, Hey, you can trust your gut. 
Like you don't have to justify when your gut's telling you to do something. And I think a lot of this year, I would always just try to rationalize or justify or minimize, you know, what my gut was telling me. So rather than saying to myself, like, oh, what do they need? I think about, well, but what do I need? You know, I started doing that. I started checking in with, you know, Jennifer, like my inner child and saying, what do you want? You know, and it's funny because whenever I ask her, she immediately tells me, you know what I mean? Like, that's how in touch we are when I get in touch with her. She's like, I want to do this. I want to go to a coffee shop. Like, take me to a coffee shop. (laughs) So, yeah, part of the ways that's manifested after my birthday is, you know, I'll just tell Scott, I was like, I want to go work at a coffee shop this morning. And before I used to feel anxious about that because I used to think, oh, we have to work together. We have to do everything together, you know? And then nowadays he's just like, okay, have fun. And I was like, yeah. oh, like that's, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, you don't need me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that you brought that up. That's actually the second thing that is coming to mind. My therapist actually introduced me to this concept. Uh, we were talking about like the nervous system and the different mm there's like three different stages of the nervous system where, you know, Mm -hmm. the first one, the top is like, you're feeling empowered, blah, blah, blah. The second one is like, you're feeling disempowered. And the third one is like, you're feeling very threatened. And so Mm. we were talking about kind of the responses when you're in those lower stages and how people are very familiar with like the fight or flight type of thing. Yeah, She introduced me to a new concept to where it's like some people fight, some people flight and some people fawn. And the fawning Mm. is doing like this overcompensating thinking that like basically seeking that approval, that external approval, which is something that I, you know, after she made me aware of it, I was like, wow, I do that a lot. You know, like even here on the podcast, when we're interviewing, when we're interviewing people, I find myself doing that a lot. And I'm like, why Mm -hmm. don't I just, it's, it's sometimes so hard for me to just be present and like Mm -hmm. honor myself and whatever my inner child is telling me or whatever my gut is telling me, just like you were just describing. And instead I'm just like, oh, well, what does this person want to hear? Or what am I supposed to say? Or what am I supposed to do right now? And what's expected of me? And so, yeah, taking that kind of escape mechanism and leaving it and really just, like you said, trusting my gut and asking myself what I want. And regardless of how that's going to affect anyone else, just honoring that internal process again is something that I want to really focus on in 2021 and leave that whole fawning thing in 2020 because I realize now like, yeah, sometimes it's part of my like nice girl personality where I'm just trying to make people feel welcome and Mm. comfortable and, Mm. you know, provide some kind of sense of like security or safety net for them. But at the same time, as I'm doing that, sometimes I feel like I'm taking it away from myself. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no, it's so powerful. And it's nice to hear that we're sort of on the same wavelengths with that. And like what we want to leave behind is just that that fawning. Like you said, I never heard of it that way. I've typically heard of the fight, flight or freeze response. But the fawning, that makes sense, too. It's like you're acting. You're like, oh, what should I do? Who should I help kind of thing? And um, I know definitely for me, I have that tendency, too, when I feel like things are going crazy. It's like, well, how can I help? What can I do? You know, I I think it's most definitely like a cultural thing, you know? Like I know that it's maybe a part of our personalities individually, but also I think that thinking about it on a larger scale, it's definitely a cultural influence that kind of creates that auto response. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think part of my conflict is because I was telling this to one of my pen pals on seven cups, because I have a lot of those nowadays. And I was just telling them like, I remember they were asking me like, why do you feel so much shame to put yourself first? And I said something like, 
oh, I don't know, generational trauma, <laughs> you know, because when I look at my mom and I look at my grandma and I just, I look at, you know, like how our country was colonized for, you know, centuries by the Spaniards who pretty much like, you know, degraded women to be submissive and obedient and, right. you know, put themselves last. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm fighting against right now, you know, like that. Yeah. And it's nice to acknowledge that because I think very often when people, uh, or even myself, when I, on my own, you know, mistakes or my own weaknesses or whatever you want to call it. And there's a good book that talks about this. It's actually literally titled, it didn't start with you. Like thinking that, you know, you are the problem. It's like, no, if you look back in history, if you look back at like your family lineage, like maybe what got handed down to you is something about your whole being trying to rewrite history for someone in your past, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's part of, I think the internal struggle that a lot of us face, you know? So anyway, it's a good book. It's called, it didn't start with you. I forgot the author, but just look it up <laughs> and uh, write it down. Yeah. I listened to it on audible and it's a good reminder. That was like, going like, to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, Oh, actually I, I have to give a shout out to rain. Who's one of our newer listeners. So let me give you her IG handle. I'm sure she won't mind. We've been texting each other like a lot. So shout out to you, rain. Her Instagram handle is Kamayo kindness. Kamayo spelled K A Y A M O period, and then the word kindness. So she actually messaged me something very profound because I was sharing something about, how did I post it here? Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw this funny YouTube video from Anna Canna. She talks about like, stop dating your issues. And she basically talks about like how we tend to date our issues. You know, we tend to date Love like that. Yeah. Because we're trying to just, just Google it y'all, but we're just yeah. trying to rewrite like our past. Right. And so Rain commented on what I posted and she said, it's not just you trying to rewrite your history. She says here, this could also be an expression of generational trauma and the subconscious trying to atone for what happened in the past. For example, if your parents were miserable, but stayed married, then you found someone to be miserable with and you try to work it out with them, you know, trying to re yes. rewrite that past. Yes, and I'm just like, oh, rain. so that's my excuse as to why it's hard for me to put myself first. <laughs> and, uh, 2021, it's all about challenging that, like challenging that internal like belief or, or that just that yeah, trait that we have. Just evolving that internal narrative. You yeah, know, especially the ones like that, that really don't belong to us, you know, ones that mm -hmm. we've inherited that didn't even, you know, I think that that is, she said it beautifully. She said it perfect. Shout out. Oh, to yeah. She like read it one more time. I'm going to read it one more time for you, Rain. Okay. <laughs> so Rain said, <laughs> she said, this could also be an expression of generational trauma and the subconscious trying to atone for what happened in the past. So, you know, I think this is good for our listeners to contemplate on. Like, think about something where you feel like you're having like cognitive dissonance, I think is the word, where you're kind of like, yep. you're doing something that you don't believe in or like, yeah, what you're doing, it doesn't necessarily align with like your morals or your beliefs, but you find yourself doing it anyway. And I'm just curious to know to you, our family, like, are you going to keep doing that? Or are you going to challenge that? I'm in 2021. So just thought that's a fun, reflective question I should put out there. <laughs> I love for, that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me, Nani, is just being mindful of that and actually trusting my gut. I have been feeling really good and really productive since we got back on our RV road trip because I've been going to coffee shops because I want to, you know, and yeah, of course there's social distancing. I do wear a mask just so you all know, <laughs> but you know, I used to feel bad about that. I used to think, Oh, like I should stay home because I have a home office and you know, like I should do that, but That's it's like, no, I'm supposed to work. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just been nice to trust my gut and see how much more productive I am by not 
minimizing it, you know? And so that's just something I should put, I wanted to put out there to, you know, to our family here. Anything else, Nani? Like any other, I don't know, things you want to leave behind or things that you want to put more of, like instill more for yourself moving forward in 2021? I think one thing that I learned in 2020, because I think we all came into 2020 hot with like a bunch (laughs) of a long list of goals that we wanted to achieve. And of course, things went haywire with the pandemic and everything shortly after that. And so one thing I've learned that I want to take into 2021 is to really pace yourself and Mm. not, you know, I know that the new year may make you want to be like very ambitious and Mm -hmm. go after all kinds of things, but it's okay to take it one step at a time. And sometimes that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, And you can always switch up your pace and just honor whatever your internal self is telling you to do. Don't minimize it like you were saying. So I think that those things are cool to start with for now and we can evolve them as we go as we go into the new year. Yeah. I love that you say that. Oh my God, that's so funny. I just had like a brain fart. Like what was the last (laughs) thing you said? I I was going to say something really good. What what did you just say? (laughs) To just go at your own pace and, you know, we can take it from there in 2021. But start slow and start with what you know you can manage. Yeah. Okay. I remember what I was going to say. Thank you for that. I don't want to like minimize anyone's like optimism for the new year, but very often I've been hearing people like, oh, I just want 2020 to get over. Like, I just want to move on. I just want to forget about it. I, I can't wait for 2021. And, you know, I'm going to be a Debbie Downer here for a second, but nothing new is really going to change anytime soon if you follow like the news and, you know, the cultural landscape of things like 2021 is not going to erase 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think this is just what people tend to do every year. Right. Is they think like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a new person. Like, you know, I'm going to start a new chapter and yada, yada. And it's like, right. well, it, like it's not going to be entirely new. And the lesson that I want to instill and share with everyone is that you know, it's going to be new and different if you make it different, not because of some external thing, not because of... And also, yeah, you have the power to do that for yourself at any time, not exactly because it's a new year. Yeah. I do appreciate like just that motivation and like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a new year. It's going to be a new me. But at the same time, like that feeling fades really fast. It's kind of like how a lot of people get a gym membership at the beginning of the year and then they stop going after a couple of weeks. And it's just being okay with that too. Just acknowledging that that could happen. And just like what you said, Nani, to not be so hard on yourself when that happens. Like when you get to that place, you're like, you know what? I don't want to go to the gym today. I just want to eat this pumpkin pie. I bought a pumpkin pie at Whole Foods the other day. So that's why I'm thinking pumpkin pie. But yeah, it's been great. I already ate like half of it. It's great. (laughs) That's why I'm wearing all black. (laughs) But yeah, you know, just being okay with that and meeting yourself where you're at and releasing that pressure. Like Nani said, like, I really love that you're sharing that with yourself because it makes me remind myself too, like, hey, like we're human. We're not robots, you know, like, like it's okay. It's okay. And you guys change doesn't (laughs) happen overnight. Change is the result of consistent effort. And so it's more about what you're doing on a day-to-day basis consistently Mm -hmm. and what you're committing to. And so the more you can focus on that, the more you can change, but you also don't want to overwhelm yourself and only commit to, you know, what you can commit to and honor your own internal process. Like I said, and I know, you know, lastly, I want to also acknowledge that 2020 has been different for all of us, it seems like, mm-hmm. but that it's brought a lot of hardship and struggle and obstacles to a lot of people's lives. And it's been, you know, really rough for a lot of you guys. And I just want to share a quote that I found. I don't know where I found it, but I keep remembering it at random times. And so I want to <laughs> say it here. And that is hope is the gift we give ourselves in times of despair. And mm-hmm. 
I don't know why that's speaking to me right now, but if you're feeling, you know, like 2020 was just the worst and now we're here telling you that 2021 is not going to be any different, you know, it's what Jen said, it's what you make it and you have the power right. to change your internal narrative at any point. And you really have to take that responsibility for yourself and, and offer yourself that hope because unfortunately no one is going to come save you. You know, nobody mm. can come save you. You have to save yourself. And so if you are feeling kind of like down in the dumps right now, or just kind of helpless and hopeless, I do want to just offer that, you know, offer yourself hope. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, that's so powerful, Nani. Wow. I feel like we can drop so much knowledge and lessons today, but you know, there's a lot of lessons that we gained from 2020 and, and yeah. if we're going to struggle. We might as well learn from it. So <laughs> if yeah. you're still struggling, focus on, you know, what gems you can take from those lessons instead of just how hard and how awful it's been. Yeah. And our lives aren't any better than yours. Just so you all know, like it's, I have a couples counselor and a therapist for myself and I have additional support on top of that. So I think we're just sharing our journey publicly with all of you and reminding you that we're all human. Hyper-independence is overrated and it's okay to need people. It's okay to ask for help. And this year in 2021, we hope that you continue to be in community with us and share your journey with us. I mean, I've been chatting it up with a couple of our listeners in my own DMs on my personal account. So that's the only reason why I sort of am still on Instagram is because people are messaging me on there. <laughs> And it's been a ton of fun to just confide in people and have them share what's going on in their lives right now. So again, I need to give a shout out to our family for taking up our offer and actually reaching out to us on a personal level and sharing your lives with us. Like it's affirming and it's fulfilling and it's a good reminder that we're doing something good here. So, so thanks everyone. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and wrap up, Nani, with sharing some good news. Speaking of community, we have a big announcement. We have an easier way for all of you to apply to be on our show. You know, usually people kind of found their way to be on our show, right? Like usually or someone gets recommended or we find them. But, you know, starting this episode, you can now have direct access to our guest application right in our show notes. And we're going to include it on our website as well. So this is the year to not be silent. This is the year to own your story and share your story because you just never know who it's going to resonate with. And you never know how it's going to empower you individually. I mean, there's so much power in sharing something you've kept inside for such a long time in a safe environment. And we hope that at this point, if you felt safe and comfortable with us, that you'll share that with us. And so, Nani, how do you feel about that? Like anyone can just apply. <laughs> I love that idea. I think that, I mean, that's always been the approach of our show. You guys just probably didn't know that because we don't advertise it that way. And I think a lot of people are under the impression that you have to be some kind of like vetted out person in order to get on the show and you don't. Truly, a lot of the people that we've interviewed are people that have approached us and said, can I share my story? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I listened to episode so-and-so and, -so and mm -hmm. really spoke to me and I want to share my story now. And I think that there's a good number of listeners that don't, that aren't aware. That's how, uh, that's how it goes. So right. we're now publicly sharing that with you guys and making it very easily accessible to you on our website if that is something that you are interested in. And even if it's something that you're still on the fence about, you can still fill out the application right. and have the information ready to go there for whenever you are feeling like you want to take that leap. And we just want you guys to know that that is open and available to you. 
Yeah. I love that you said that Nani is like, even if you think you're not ready, you should apply anyway, because it's not like you have direct access to our calendar, (laughs) you know? So what we'll do is that once you fill out the guest application, we'll go ahead and go through that list and probably the order that you fill it out. So the sooner, you know, so get in line, (laughs) get in line, the earlier, the better. The moment you hear this announcement, sign up for it. It is in our show notes. The cool part too, is that not all the questions are required. We're just asking for certain stuff because obviously we want to have like your social media links. We want to be able to make it easy for us to put the show notes together to be able to promote you. I mean, so that's really what we're asking for in the required questions of the guest application is, you know, email, name, social media, headshot. (laughs) You don't know how many times I've had to ask people for their headshots. (laughs) Yeah. And also another thing, a lot of you guys reach out to us and say that there's someone that you want to recommend to be on the show or someone that you want us to invite to be on the show. Now you can just send them this link and they can fill out the forms themselves and it comes straight to us. So you don't even have to go through that back and forth process with us initially to, you know, like make us aware of someone, just send them the link. And if they're interested, they fill it out and we reach out to them. And yes, we're trying to get organized here in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are becoming a lot more organized. We're also dedicating time now on our Saturdays where we typically do our interviews um, to have catch up calls with the guests we've had on our show and people and our listeners and our friends. And so if you're looking to just hang out with us, like reach out to us. I mean, I'm not going to have that readily available. You have to ask for that one because, you know, <laughs> time is precious. <laughs> we have respect. But don't be afraid right? to ask. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to say, hey, if you text us 415-484-8329 and say, like, ladies, I want to chat with you both. Like, okay, cool. Here's our link. You know, just ask for it. That's all we're asking. Just, just ask. Like, we're not going to put that publicly because you just, you never know who's going to sign up. But if you ask us, then we'll at least know <laughs> who you are. We can look you up on Instagram. We can look at your phone number. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited, Nani. I'm excited to open the floor to people who feel ready. And even if they partially feel ready, they're going to fill out anyway, because why not? You matter. Your story matters. And we want to encourage that for you. And if this is a way for you to kick off 20, 2021, then so be it. You know, if, you, if this is something for you to kind of step out of your comfort zone, be like, you know what, let's do, I'm just going to do it. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And trust us, we're really good podcasters at this point. We know the right questions to ask you. So don't worry about what you're going to say, because we will pull it out of you. <laughs> no pressure. Or don't freak out when I say that. That's not supposed to sound creepy or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited, Nani. I'm, I'm really excited. Let, let's wrap up with this. I'm most excited for the new stories we're going to uncover this year. Like, I'm really yes. excited to see the new friendships, like the new sisterhood, just the new community or the family that is going to come out of 2021. I do believe by your birthday, Nani, for the next Asian American Podcasters Association Golden Crane 2021 award ceremony, I think we're going to have a big family there. And I believe that a lot of it is going to come from 2021. That's what I believe. Yes. Well, that's what I hope as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like put it out there. And even if it doesn't happen, at least I put it out there because that's what I want. That's what I want to believe yes. in. And that's how I want to start off the new year. <laughs> yes. But yeah, anyway, this was long enough. We talked long enough. But again, we just want to say Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2021. We're so grateful for all of you. We're so grateful to feel rejuvenated and give life another chance. <laughs> you know, see how this year turns out. And remember, we're here for you. Like, let's do life together. Like, if at this point you realize that isolation, does not work for you, reach out to us and and we'll be your friends. <laughs> like we'd, we'd love to be your friends. So yes. yes. Anything else, Nani? 
Yeah. Just if you guys are still hesitant about reaching out, I know we've talked a lot here about like resources like Seven Cups and the different apps that you use to find outlets and people to talk to or just support to call on when you need it. And I know some of you guys are still very much, you know, a part of that stigma to where it's, you know, like looked down upon or shameful to ask for help. So if that is still how you're feeling, we're always here and we hope that you don't feel that way about us because we're your family. So you feel comfortable reaching out to us if you need support, even though we are not in any way professional. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Professional therapist or anything. But we are nonetheless here for you always. And we love you. Yeah. And you know what? If we don't hear from you till like, I don't know, five years from now and you're like, you know, this is my first time calling in, but I've been listening since like 2019. That'll be fine too. But like, oh my God, could you imagine who we're going to be in like five years? But anyway, I'm not going to think that far ahead. We still got to get through the new year. Let's get through the new year. Until then, Nani, you know, I need to take a moment, of course, to wrap up by expressing my gratitude for you. Thank you for getting through another year with me, like another full year, 2020 of all those interviews. I've just seen your own personal and professional growth in this last year alone, despite everything. And I'm just so excited to see, like I said, not just the the new stories and the new friendships and sisterhood we'll get out of 2021. But I'm excited for our friendship and the growth of our co-hosting relationship here. And I hope that, you know, doing stuff like this is going to continue to give us opportunities like outside of podcasting. Like I've already received a number of times already. I got a lot of of really good offers that I'm really grateful for. (laughs) I have to like prioritize. But thank you, Nani, again, for being on the show. I can't thank you enough. You know, just your dedication, which started with our Instagram community to now our newsletter community. It's just great to have you as like my work wife in that sense to cover in the areas that I just don't have time for. So thank you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate. I mean, I've seen your glow up as well this year and all the things that you've cultivated and manifested for yourself, which I know you've been working really hard for a really long time on. And it's beautiful. It's inspiring. Ever since I met you, I feel like you have been this like guiding light who has really like (laughs) just given me this like foundational support to be more of who I am. And so, um, you know, I still really look up to you in every way and you really help me, you know, honor my own process. Like I keep saying I'm I'm working on. And so I thank you for that. And for this opportunity, obviously to work with the Tifa project and all of the amazing people that we've met through this. And I'm so excited to see what we're going to do in 2021, both, you know, personally within our Mm -hmm. relationship and also here with the Tifa project. So thank you for everything. I love you. I just love all around and love to our listeners. We love you all, our family. I'm learning to call you all family now because that's what Nani says in the newsletters. So I'm like family. But yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we're just going to wrap it up. So again, to our listeners and to our family, see, there you go. I'm like correcting myself as I go. Thank you all so much for joining us again. You can stay in touch with us. Check out our website, tfawproject.com to find everything you need. And of course, don't forget, check the show notes and apply to be a guest for 2021. We can't wait to chat with you, get to know you and honor your story. All right. We love you all. Happy new year and chat with you all in the next episode. Tune in next time. Happy new year. Bye y'all.